Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. I'm Kathy Barron. And I'm Shailani Alex. What's up, Shailani? How's it going over there? Hi. I just got to say, I'm kind of done with this Zoom thing with you. I'm kind of over it. I think, I don't know that people realize that we're not in the same room together. (laughs) (laughs) Unless they see video of us. Because we're not in the same room. I know, obviously, look, you don't have cat Because of the big C. The big C. And uh, the annoying C. Miss Rona. So we're hoping to get back in the same room, hopefully soon. But until then, this is our struggle. (laughs) And today, what are we going to talk about today, Shailani? Um, Women. (laughs) Because... (laughs) That's a shocker. (laughs) And <laughs> women in music. Awesome. And and uh, and stuff about them. And stuff about them. I don't know. So don't quit your day job. <laughs> Let me start writing because you know I'm so good at it. You missed your calling. It's a good thing. It's a good thing you missed your calling. <laughs> anyway. So I guess it's women in history month. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And you're a musician. You want to let's do a little plug for your latest CD. Oh, oh, I, I was not expecting that, but okay, sure. Um, so I did a CD. Uh huh. And, and it's available. That's <laughs> and I'm also looking for a publisher if anybody wants to be one for me because I'm clearly not doing a good job at this. Yeah, so I, I did my uh, latest album. It's the third kind of project. Last December, I released it. And uh, it's called uh, Duty Free, the Pacific Rim Sessions. It's a very long title, but it's um, pretty descriptive as to what it is. And um, the high level synopsis of it is it's a series of covers, but I was using musicians from both the Philippines and the US, and they're all together on one compilation and then we have a sneak peek special treat at the end uh which we added to the, the to the whole album of some of a style that I, I never have really done before but it was really exciting to to do um doing a little bit of a remix from uh local dj zaf remix um, uh, that's yep. my favorite song crashing. on the album by the way oh well, i'll have to be sure to be sure to tell them we weren't quite sure when we did it it was a, it was kind of you know, on a whim um, and really uh, his idea. And, you know, he was really good about, he's just really good in general about helping me stay creative and kind of pushing my comfort zone a little bit. And I think that's what you kind of need to do when you're working with other creatives and artists and musicians and mm-hmm. um, you want to be around people who are really, uh, you know, there to encourage you and support you and, and push you to make you even better. Right. So exactly anyway so so that's what's on there and you could find it on all pretty major streaming platforms like itunes and spotify and you can purchase it on bandcamp right you can purchase it for sure on bandcamp and um and then you know you can get really full kind of previews of the songs on there as well too so you really know what you're getting into yeah when you purchase it yeah and we'll include that information in the show notes oh thanks so people can go and purchase your album called Duty Free Pacific Rim, you said? 
Uh, the Pacific Rim sessions. Okay. So thank you for From the Philippines the to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yes. Traversing the Pacific. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. So what were your it's influences, fun. your women in music, your women musicians? Influence-wise? Yeah, when you're growing up. You know, that's a good question. And a lot of the, a lot of where that came from really was from my mom and dad listening to a lot of music in the house, but particularly my mom. Um, so there was a lot of uh, Connie Francis. Ooh. I know. Karen Carpenter, um, like the Carpenters, um, for sure. And <laughs> I've talked about this woman before, Yvonne Elliman, who was on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. The Bee Gees oh, had I don't done know her. What? I don't. When she, so Bee Gees wrote that song, If I Can't Have You, and she, she sang it, If I Can't Have You. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. But yeah, anyway, so she, she for some reason, like, I would always stare at the back of the album cover because she, her picture was there, very small, but it was a surprise to me to, to see her. And like, she looked familiar, right? She had similar skin color, her hair, mm. all of that. And I was just like, wow, she's singing that. I want to sing like that too. Cause I loved that song. Loved it. Anyway. So there was that. And then, you know, the usual growing up Whitney Houston, I would even add like Bananarama and the Go-Go's right. to that yeah. list. Right. Cindy Lauper, big time, big time. I loved her. Mm-hmm. I loved her for just lots of reasons, not just as a musician. Shaka Khan, Anita Baker, Diane Reeves. So it's kind of like a mix of things, mm-hmm. you know, everything from like country to pop to rock and all that fun stuff. Well, for me, I mean, I grew up, we grew up in two totally different well, states, first of all, yeah. and areas. Mine was like a backcountry little town where classic rock was everything yes. and pretty much the only thing. So I don't really remember. I think I remember my siblings listening to like Anne Murray and mm-hmm. Carly Simon and Carol King. Carol King. And I remember like Olivia Newton-John and Joan yeah. Jett and Debbie Heart? Harry. and Heart, I didn't really listen to. You didn't listen to them? Mm-mm. But it was mostly like ACDC and Def Leppard and, you know, mm-hmm. all those bands. Because there really weren't that many women musicians, in my opinion, that were like rock and roll, like in the spotlight. Yeah. So, but I do remember growing up because we had a furnished basement and it had like a bar and it had like two sections of it and I remember I don't know if I was listening to a DJ or if I heard it and then I started recording them myself but I remember making tape recordings where I would be like interviewing someone like asking like King Kong or something a question or something and then you would put in a part of a song like Call Me by Oh yeah. Do you remember doing that or do you remember well, hearing no, about I remember that? You, you were talking about it, yeah, like a couple episodes ago, yeah. Yeah. So I remember doing that. So that was that was kind of fun to do. And my dad was in radio, so I think I kind of had his influence, but he would listen to like Frank Frank Sinatra and Big mm-hmm. Band and, you know, yeah, stuff like that. My parents too. So do you have like a girl crush 
Musician-wise, not really. I mean, no, I don't think so. I mean, there are quite a few that I admire, I'd say. Mm -hmm. But none that, like, if I met them tomorrow, I'd be like, oh, my God, and then not be able to speak. I'd probably just be like that with anyone, honestly. (laughs) But but I don't think there's anyone that, yeah, that that would do that really for me, at least right now. Did you have any, like, mentors as you were growing up? You know, because you played, you started playing piano, right? Classical piano. I did. And I would say definitely mentor-wise, like my piano teacher, she was this totally amazing woman. She passed away probably, I'd say like mid-90s, I'd say. Her name was Loida Tertuinata. And she was, she's, she was Filipino, but she was married to, I think he was Indonesian. So that's why her last name is Tertuinata. But she taught piano out of her home in Vallejo. And it was great. Like, it was just this very very like typical kind of piano lesson type a piano teacher type house and you know everything stereotypical about piano lessons like I lived it mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when when I was taking lessons from her um, she had studied at the University of the Philippines in music as this fantastic hmm. um, pianist and had performed as well and then she found her way to the U.S. and you know decided to teach music with the um, Music Teachers Association Association of California so it is a it's an organized you know uh, network of uh, of of music teachers, not just piano, but like violin, everything. And then you have to go through this fairly rigorous test every year, which is a little traumatic. Hmm. It really kind of is like cream of the crop kind of formal teaching um, outside of like school and band and stuff. Right. It was hard. I ain't gonna lie. It was hard. So you hard. had to take an annual test? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh. So you have to be, yeah, ever since I was five up until the age of 17, every single year, classical music, you have to memorize um, well, the younger kids don't have to memorize as much, but as you get older, probably starting at about 10, um, you have to memorize one piece from each musical period. And then you have to take a written test to talk about music theory in terms. It's a booklet. It's not even like, oh, here's one page. It's like a straight up booklet. Oh my gosh. And then, um, then you also have to do an ear training evaluation where you have to respond to things as people are playing stuff, you know, on the piano behind your back. Hmm. It's, it's hard. It's really, really hard. But I... I'm thankful for it because it really, you know, foundational music. Right. So I say, if I had to pick one mentor in my life with music, I'd say it's her for mm-hmm. sure. Do you ever watch any of these like singing competitions, like The Voice and American Idol? And you're like, what's your? You don't mm-hmm. watch them? Okay. No, no way. I'm too. It, and it's not because I'm looking down. You know, nothing like I'm just scared for that. Like it makes me scared. <laughs> I just you just I can't, can't stand imagine. to watch them, right? Yeah, I just am so nervous for them. Nervous. I don't know how people have can build up that much courage to, you know, it's hard enough to perform, period. Like with without the pressure of somebody getting ready to judge you, like at the end of it. But dang, yeah. Can you just imagine. No, and then you're like on national TV and I don't know. Yeah. And then you don't know what's going to happen. What if you burp in the middle of a line? You didn't mean to do it. What if you fall on your heels? What if you trip on something? What? Just anything. I don't like it. So in other words, you're not going to go for these competitions anytime soon. I'm too old anyway, but yeah, (laughs) even if I wasn't. No, thank you. (laughs) Well, what? but you perform on stage. So yeah, it's different. How is it different? 
It's because I don't have to hear somebody telling me what they think. Like, go ahead and judge me in silence at the back of the bar, but don't like get on a <laughs> mic in front of national television to tell me that you think my singing sucks. <laughs> Thank you. We'll just judge you in silence, like you said. Yeah, judge me in silence. Go outside for a smoke. I don't care. Just like don't. You can even look at me crazy, and I can tell you don't like my singing, but as long as I don't got to hear it from your mouth. Right, and don't talk to your friend while I'm singing. <laughs> that annoys me the most oh really oh yeah you mentioned that before i don't mind it too much when people talk through i mean it's one thing to talk through a set but it's when you're louder than the person singing that's a problem to me oh yeah that's just but disrespectful but if it's a bar and like the music's kind of in the background you know you kind of want you don't want people to be all super silent yeah that's- i do I do, because oh, I'm there. Awkward. I'm there to hear the person sing, not to hear some gossip bullshit in the background. You know what I'm saying? Because usually most of the shit that they're talking about isn't worth listening to. Yeah, that's true. Though there is that. Thanks for letting me share all of that, Kathy. Hey, I have never interviewed you, Shaylani, and I think it's time. Oh, I really. <laughs> <laughs> what better way? Than to talk about women musicians with a women musician. Yeah. So what women musicians do you feel should have gotten more love or more exposure? Yeah. There's quite a bit, right? I would think. I don't know. I uh, I have a little list. I'm well, look at my little list I'm and, sure. and share this. I want week. you to share it. So the one person on that list that was also on the influences growing up, um, I think is Cindy Lauper, even though she was super popular, I feel like she kind of got grief whenever she deviated from who she was like in the eighties, like she had released this jazz album. I think it's called at last, like a, um, a while after it may have been the nineties. And I don't know the, the details specifically, so I don't, I don't really want to say, but she did a really fantastic job singing jazz standards and covers, and it just didn't get as much attention. And I thought that that was a little bit unfortunate because while she was this great artist and she was spectacular, it, she had this range of talent. And I feel like that kind of went a little bit unnoticed, right? The pop stuff really sold, but this, this more jazzy stuff, you would never think of Cindy Lauper as a jazz singer, but she really, in my opinion, executed that album very well. Hmm. Um, so that's why I put her on that list. And then kind of a little bit later down the line, musically, somebody who I um, caught wind of, but just felt like needed more attention was KT Tunstall, who I yeah, think I like I her. Who she is. Yeah. yeah, I like her a lot. But she never really got the traction that, you know, other people, maybe like Alanis was a little bit before her time. But, you know, these these kind of singer songwriter guitarists, female guitarists, there were just so many of them at the time from different genres. It was a really tight space to kind of get any. So I think that might have not have worked in her favor. Um, but I'm glad that she was starting to get the attention like from Hall & Oates. For example, she was supposed to be on tour with them this last round um, mm. with Squeak, I think, was was what was happening within pandemic. And then more recently, a person who I think should get more love than they actually do now, even though she's getting a ton of attention, is Maggie Rogers, mm-hmm. um, a singer, arranger. I don't know if you are familiar with her. Stuff, yeah, you introduced but... me to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Not her personally, a lot. but her music. I know. She seems like she'd be fun to hang out with, like a really nice yeah person yeah Yeah. and she's thoughtful about her songwriting um she sang this song called leave the light on when you're listening to it you're thinking like oh it's like 
her singing about somebody that she had broken up with and, you know, just knowing that you could always be in my life, whatever, but it's not, it was actually when you, when they did an interview with her about that song and she was talking about it being a, a song about her relationship with music. Hmm. Yeah. She kind of personified music. So it's kind of like a love song about music. Y- yeah. Yep. And just her relationship at the time with it as she was kind of blowing up. She's just so young and so smart and so wise for her age. I'm just really curious mm-hmm. to see what she's going to come up with. Anyway, that's my little list. Do you have any on yours? I do. One is Kate Bush. <sighs> I yeah. love Kate Bush. She's one of my, I know, yeah. on my badass list. What is your favorite song from her? Well, do you, do well you know funny what? you should ask, Shailani. Oh, sorry. Because yes. <laughs> I have it right here. Oh, nice. There's a lot of songs that I like of hers, but the like Running Up the Hill, that's one of my favorite. That's one of the Don't Give Up. That's the duet she had with Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel. But the one that I really like is called Hounds of Love. Hmm. It's in the trees. It's coming. And it has all like this percussion. Nice. I want to check out her stuff more because I know quite a few people really like her, but I never got into her. Um, not because I didn't want to. I just never had a chance to. Yeah, I had a cassette tape of hers. Nice. Do you still have it? I'm, I don't know. I might. <laughs> I'm going to find you like an old junkie <laughs> tape recorder at Goodwill or something. <laughs> Give it to you. In the trees. It's coming. I love that song. I've, yeah, I haven't heard it. I forgot how great her voice is. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. interesting because when you look at her or listen to her music earlier on, mm-hmm. her voice is so much higher, mm. like consistently. Mm-hmm. But as I guess, as her songs, like maybe as she evolved as a musician, as a singer, they've kind of leveled out a little bit. Like you still get that that pitch. Mm-hmm. But it's not like this high wine, you know, that's a little uncomfortable to listen to. Is it like a more rounded out, mature version of it or something? Maybe, but I, that's that's how I what I noticed from like her first debut single was Wuthering Heights. It was mm-hmm. really, really high pitched. She was like 80s, right? 80s, yeah. 90s? Maybe? Yeah. 80s at her height. So she's an English singer born in 1958 and in 1978 at the age of 19 she topped the uk singles chart for four weeks with her debut single weathering heights Hmm. and became the first female artist to achieve a uk number one with a self-written song and she's still recording and she still is on tour but she never comes over to the states because i think i heard many years ago that she was afraid of flying so she doesn't Oh, go out of the UK area, which is too bad because I'd love to see her in concert. Well, you just have to fly over there. That's true. I will do that. You should. That'd be a great excuse to travel is like to go follow a musician or check out a show with theirs. Yes, especially over there. (laughs) And then you could just make friends with her and hop on the bus. Right. She's touring the rest of it. I can be her documentary filmmaker. Yes. (laughs) 
Hashtag Kate Bush. Hashtag hire Kathy as your videographer. Hashtag now. <laughs> so another musician who I feel needs a little more love, and it's just because of the controversy around her, is Courtney Love. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I actually saw her open for Lana Del Rey at Shoreline like many years ago, like not many, but like probably like five or six years ago because these 20-something gay boys wanted to go see Lana Del Rey and I saw that Courtney was opening. I'm like, yeah, I'll go. I want to go see Courtney. And they're like, (laughs) who? Who's Courtney? (laughs) So anyway, uh, so she was pretty cool, Courtney opening up. Uh, I think the crowd... The audience was a little lukewarm because I think the majority of the people there were like had no idea who Courtney Love was. Who she was. And there was like a handful of us old people that were like, Yeah, Courtney. (laughs) (laughs) So it was kind of cool to see her sing and perform. What was her setup? Did she have like a full band? I think she did have a full band. I was in the lawn seat, so I didn't really get to see a whole lot. (laughs) She was with Hole, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Back in the late 80s. Oh God, Hole, yeah. And I love that Hole. Was like, yeah. That was like Lollapalooza days, right? Late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she's just a lot of fun. And I don't know, there's just some times where you just need to have music where you just can scream. Yep. And that whole punk rock stuff. I really like that. And I really like unique music. That's not just your normal, like, everyday, same beat, rhythm, everything. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of why I like Kate Bush as well. And then Kate Nash, who's also from the UK, is very unique as well as far as her music. Kate Nash? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I mentioned her to you at one point where she has a song called Dickhead. Oh. Remember that? And the lyrics go, why are you being a dickhead for? Stop being a dickhead. Why are you being a dickhead for? You're just fucking up situations. Oh, my God. Okay, yes. And then, I I mean, you definitely need to check her out. The lyrics are pretty funny. They're pretty comical. But they're lyrics that you can relate to because it's like, exactly. Why are you being a dickhead for? (laughs) What's her stuff? She's not like punk or rock, is she? No, she's more indie pop, indie, indie rock, pop. garage, punk, and grunge is kind mm-hmm. of what her genres are. And then one last musician that I want to give a shout out to because I've been trying to get her on this podcast for at least a couple of years now, Michelle Shamuel. Hello. Anyone out there who knows Michelle? Have her give me a call, please. I really want her on this podcast. <laughs> I, like at the point of begging you're desperate I am desperate <laughs> and she's also my crush which I probably shouldn't be saying because then she'll be like hell no I'm not coming on your podcast you're free you ask me hella questions <laughs> <laughs> well she's she's very talented she's very intelligent she's very creative she has a couple of Groups. I mean, she has her own solo music, but she also has the Reverb Junkie, 
mm-hmm. which is a lot of instrumental, but also just different sounds that either she makes vocally or instrumentally. Mm-hmm. And it's just very cool. And she's a great producer and really knows how to bring the music together. Mm-hmm. When she was in in 2007, when she was in Michigan, she went to school at the University of Michigan. She was in a band called My Dear Disco, which was later named Ella Riot. And it was a lot of instrumental, but also she kind of came in as the lead vocalist. What was the Riot name again? Ella? Ella. Ella Riot. Mm-hmm. It was in part a tribute to Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, interesting. Every time I think of here, I hear riot. I think of like riot girl, which I, I think is like a right? <laughs> yeah. They're like, like a the punk. punk grunge. Yeah, weren't they like SF based or maybe they might have out of LA? I don't know. Somewhere maybe on the West Coast. I'm mixing it up, but every time I hear anything riot, I think like, whoa, is that like <laughs> tipping your hat to like some punk? Like, is right. it gonna be punk? <laughs> well, Michelle was on The Voice in the fourth mm-hmm. season and that's when I first found out about her and she came mm-hmm. in second and the cool thing about Michelle is that she had tried out for The Voice I think a couple years before and she didn't make it through so mm-hmm. the fact that she had the tenacity and perseverance to be like I'm not going to take that as a no I'm going to yeah, you know do what I need to do to get on the show and she did and she crushed it she came in second place she was I think Usher was her coach Mm -hmm. and you know she sang one of Pink's song called Just Give Me a Reason and Taylor Swift's I Knew You Were Trouble and Mm -hmm. Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl was her blind audition song but she's just all around uh, very talented and Mm -hmm. so Michelle Please, I'll give you the red carpet. <laughs> Just come on my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I would love to hang out with you and uh, talk a little talk. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit jealous over here. Like, <laughs> like you're you're doing like this. Like, shall I move out of the way? Who, Shailani? Shailani, Shailani who? Michelle's coming here. <laughs> Shailani, Shailani who? what? <laughs> I don't know who that is. You could no, never be replaced, Shailani. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just giving you grief. It's just funny. It's just like, so Michelle and Michelle. Hey, Michelle. <laughs> See you next week, Michelle. Right. <laughs> what time should I pick you up, Michelle? <laughs> well, it's probably a good thing she lives across the state. Because <laughs> I may be in jail for stalking at this point. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Ridiculous. So anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah, Michelle Shamuel. Michelle. <laughs> so are there any any other women singers, musicians that you wanna highlight? I would. Who? I have one in particular if if we have some time to share. We always got time for you, Shailani. Oh thank you. I would first like to introduce it by showing you this. WWDPD, what would Dolly Parton do? It's the emergency pocket manual. <laughs> so when you're feeling a little bit stressed. Is she giving the finger? Yeah. 
Dolly Parton. Dolly. Giving the finger and it's got some bling on it. It's got some like gems. Yes. So anyway, this I picked up at the SF Zine Fest, which I totally love. Every year they uh, usually have it out in Golden Gate Park around like the summer or August or something. Um, And I, I wish I knew the name of the person who did this zine because it's freaking fantastic. Oh, it's, it's a like, magazine? It's like a little, yeah, like they did it total zine style where they cut it and folded it. But basically um. it's a book of things where there's a picture of Dolly. Yes. And then there's a quote that I think is maybe her, but I haven't validated. So for example, this one right here, it says, find out who you are and do it on purpose. <laughs> You know what I mean? Okay. Now that's inspirational. Right? Okay. Here's, here's, let me share with you another one. And the quote itself says, never leave a rhinestone unturned. <laughs> I'm going to share with you one more because this is, this woman's amazing. Okay. So this one says, the way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. It's so profound. So this, I would say, I'm going to try to find who the name of this zine author is because it's really fun. It's cute. And it's just little words of wisdom from Dolly Parton. And who doesn't love a little words of wisdom from Dolly? I know, with the middle finger. Because she's amazing. She is. Anyway, I wanted to give her some props because I know a lot of people do and whatever, but it doesn't matter. That's what I'm picking to like to mention because she just really has some fantastic just her story I guess there's a there's a Netflix documentary that I think was released I want to say maybe a year or two ago it's not super recent but it's it's enough and it's just really interesting to just kind of see her journey as a musician as a songwriter as a humanitarian she's just amazingly talented um, performer singer actress like just all in one It, it kind of is refreshing to me and the reason why I picked her thought about her as being just super badass, one of the most badass um, women in, in music today and in history, is that she it, she embodies so many different types of talents in one, you know, just in one person. And that's really hard to find. It's like those actors from back in the day, when you're an actor, you had to not only know how to act, but sing and dance and do it well, not mm. even just half, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that that, to me, she just kind of stands out. And the more I kind of look at her music, like, Jolene, which is a very, very um, popular song, obviously, it's just very smart lyrically and the approach that she did it and, and almost coming from a little bit of a humble perspective, but really addressing issues that are, that are very important to like women and relationships and just people in general, like both men and women can relate to it together. So I just, I don't know. I like her. Yeah, she's pretty badass. And I saw her in a video recently playing the auto harp with her big old long nails. And she was still killing it. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you're decked out. You got wigs. Your makeup looks great. You're doing your thing. You got long nails and you're busting out with an auto harp right now. Like, what? Who does that? And you're singing with it? And you're just doing it like it's effortless. <laughs> anyway, Dolly. Well, do you want to share what most recent instrument you acquired? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I could, but it's quite large. No, I'm not saying don't play it, but you want to talk oh. about it. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, oh, my gosh. No, that'll be it? another episode. Oh, it definitely will. Um, yeah. So f- through my wonderful friend, Robin, um, I uh, was going 
you know, she had somehow acquired this um, new instrument that I am in love with now, and I'm not quite sure how to play it yet, so I'm going to learn. But it's an accordion. That's pretty badass. I know. It's it's a Horner Tango 2B. It's like that particular model was built in the late 30s, hmm. and it's in pretty good condition given that it's, it's quite an old instrument. Um, I've been looking for a, an accordion... Um, kind of repair shop just to get it looked at and cleaned out. Like mm-hmm. all this stuff needs to be cleaned out. Some of the notes are sticking a little bit, but I am excited to, uh, to learn how to play it and annoy my neighbors. I'm looking for an accordion teacher out there too. Just saying. She <laughs> wants to learn polka so we can do yeah. a polka episode. <laughs> Breaking it down polka style. Polka style. Get your drums out, Kathy. <laughs> we got this covered. We'll be gigging in no time. Exactly. The Polka Sisters. So stay tuned for more on the Polka. So listeners, if you have a favorite badass women musician that you want to share, or maybe you hadn't really thought about what music was influenced when you were growing up, head on over to at Women Who Sarcast on Instagram or Twitter and let us know what's going on. And then Michelle Shamuel, if you're out there, give me a call. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I had to put we'll one be, last plug in there. We'll be embarking on the Michelle. What is it? Sham. Michelle Shamuel. 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 Like Samuel, but with a Shamuel. <laughs> yes. Michelle Shamuel. Say that. No. Michelle Shamuel. Shamuel. Say it. It's Michelle Shamuel. Shamuel. Well, see, now you've made me say her name five times in a row. It's like you wish it into fish. <laughs> and I'm clicking my heels at the same time. <laughs> like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. Michelle Samuel. Michelle Samuel. Michelle Samuel. Michelle Samuel. Michelle Samuel. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. All right. Anyway. Well, thank you, Shailani, for another amazing episode. <laughs> thank you, Kathy, for always letting me in the door, virtually remote. And hopefully, door. maybe next month we'll be in the same room or at least in the same house. Driveway. Driveway. I'm gonna serenade. I'm gonna serenade you like outside your house with my accordion for like next month. <laughs> I think you should. I'll put the microphone out the window. (laughs) Your neighbors will be like, what the Throwing rocks at me. (laughs) Actually, you'd fit right in because my neighbors, they play on their piano and sing all the time. So they're musicians too. So maybe they could kind of join in. (laughs) Have a jam session on your driveway. (laughs) I'm surrounded by musicians. Thank you, Kathy. All right. We will see you next time on Women Who Sarcast. Thank you for listening to Women Who Sarcast, an independent podcast. We welcome and encourage your snarky comments. Contact us at womenwhosarcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at womenwhosarcast. Support us on Patreon and become part of our sarcastic community. Visit www patreon.com backslash women who sarcast show music provided by Mike and Bassiani.